You're listening to Think at the Well, where two friends sit down to have deep conversations. You're here, and I'm here. So let's challenge each other to love God deeper, speak His truth boldly, and know His word more simply. Let us begin. Hey, so I was reading um, and actually studying with a couple people, um, Joshua, these last couple weeks. And I just found this story so interesting. I think it'd be really cool if we talked about it. Um, but it's this, this, the sin of Achan and the whole situation where um, God had promised Joshua that, that they were going to go and conquer all of these lands and that they were promised to, to Israel. But they had to be, um, they had to basically destroy everything in, in the um, cities that they were conquering. Um, and the gold and the silver was going to be devoted to the, to the temple of God and or to God and uh, so they go and they are conquering all these places and then and in one of the places one of the people Achan held back the, the silver and the gold hid it we know the story and so um, then they go in to conquer um, the land and they are defeated 36 men die and so I'll, I'll read this text, Joshua 7, um, uh, Joshua to, uh, verse 6. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their head. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy would that we had been content to dwell beyond the Jordan. O oh Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. What will you do for your great name? Then the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them they have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings therefore the people of israel cannot stand before their enemies they turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction i will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you get up consecrate the people and say consecrate yourselves for tomorrow for thus says the lord and so on so why this text is so interesting to me is, is a couple reasons, and um, we can talk about this, but um, Joshua was promised this land. He was promised, you know, that they were going to be victorious, that they were going to conquer, um, and then they, they don't. They're going to conquer. They don't. And the first thing that Joshua does is instead of stepping back and be like, oh, man, like what went wrong? What happened? Who sinned? Where did we go wrong? Instead of leaning on God's promises and being like, well, God's not ever wrong. God has promised us. He he didn't mess up. It's us. And, and reassess that. He goes, starts lamenting, and then starts questioning God and blaming God. And I saw so much of, of ourself, myself in that. It's like we have been redeemed. And we have, when we you know, start living our lives for Christ, we receive the promises of Christ in, in, in the fullness of everything that the word of God promises for us. And then yet when we go and we mess up, we're like, oh God, what are you doing to me? Why, why am I struggling? Why am I dealing with this? How can I get out of this? You know, what are you bringing me through? And instead of taking a step back and being like, yo, where did I go wrong? 
what's what's the problem here <laughs> we go and blame god and we like want all these answers from him and stuff like that and um yeah i just wanted to share this with you see what your thoughts are um and then we can kind of discuss how how they yeah dealt with this this text is so powerful and Vicky, we talked about this a little bit earlier and it just completely blew my mind because I never saw it from that light. Mm-hmm. And back then when I read the story and I've actually read it a couple times, it never stood out to me that, you know, Joshua actually said, well, how will you fix this now, God? Yeah. Right? Yeah, he exactly. says here in, in verse 9, at the end of nurse, verse 9, he says, then what will you do for your great name? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost an assault. It's like, well, you know, people will gossip about you, God. What are you going to do about this now, right? And when I I read it back then, it's like, oh, yeah, for sure. They were in great despair. They lost a couple people. And they thought they would, you know, enter and conquer and just be those Mm -hmm. great people. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, and it didn't even cross my mind. But when you pointed that out, I just read through all of that with you again. And it's like wow he actually took the audacity to blame god and and asked him how he would fix it now yeah that's that's the i guess that's where i want to camp at is um when we are dealing with you know struggles like what is what is the fine line or the difference between you know us kind of questioning god and being like god what are you teaching me through this or like um god you know correct my ways and like coming to god and just seeking his counsel versus seeking answers to our questions you know what i mean Mm -hmm. sometimes we're like okay god i'm in this horrible situation like what what do i do now you know where do i go from here kind of like asking him to like guide you out of it or to forgive you or to help you deal with it versus you versus coming to god and being like god why am i going through this like you know and just kind of kind of almost um i feel like that's the easy way like not the easy way out but it's like the more pity prayer where it's Mm. like oh god i'm struggling with this like why why do i have to go through this and no one else you know um so how do you how do you view that is it okay to ask god questions is it okay to expect answers I don't know. I think depending on what you're going through, emotions are very real. And when you're going through something and questions arise just naturally, I think you shouldn't fake a prayer and play the strong one when in real life you're not. And you do have questions and you do have struggles. And I think it is okay to fall on your knees and ask god at first you know and Mm -hmm. be like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. poor me or whatever it might be you know Mm -hmm. and you just bring it before god and you ask him those questions but ultimately i think the question is are we really then open to get an answer and to really to be open to perceive and to work on us perceive that actually there's there might be something within me mm-hmm. that caused the struggle that I am in right now or whatever it might be you know what I mean yeah I mean at the same time 
if we look back at scripture, I know that James says that we should count it all joy if we face trials of various kinds, mm -hmm. right? And then how do you practically apply that when you have a really huge trial in your life? Do you then, you know, fake it and come to God and say, oh, yes, God, I, you know, lost a loved one or whatever, but I am so joyful, you know, like I will do this. God will produce it ultimately. Yeah. It's, but, you know. but that's a whole, <laughs> I could say so much. Um, joy is such a big topic for me. Um, but, but I mean, when, you know, when we're talking about that, joy is actually the reason why we're able to say I'm, I am consider it all joy is because joy isn't the emotion joy is christ joy is that he is the definition right mm -hmm. and so joy isn't happiness isn't me being like yay i'm dealing with this really sad thing it's me saying my god is the one i trust in my god will get me through this and that is never changing and resting on that and so that's why james can say Consider it all joy when you face trials of various kinds because you're with Jesus. That's why you can get through it. That's why you can conquer, you know? Um, But going back to Joshua, couldn't he have said the same thing? Saying, well, God is still on our side. He, you he, know what I mean? He could have, but he was blaming him. That's the problem. Is that he yeah. was saying, like, why have you brought us out of this land? Why mm. are we here? Why are these people dying? What are we going to do about this? You know, fix mm -hmm. it. Um, and it's interesting because God, like, didn't even give him, like, a pat on the shoulder. He was like, get up. Wipe yourself. Like, yeah. you were doing the wrong thing. I don't need you to lament and mourn and be all sad about this situation because there's a problem and you're not focused on, on the right things over here, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, like, that's hard for us nowadays like nowadays christians to perceive god that way because we feel like he's you know our father and our friend and our our companion and our you know healer and all of these things and then when there comes a time where sin is addressed in our life and there needs to be physical actual steps that you have to take to root those things out whether it's confessing, whether it's practical application of like rooting things out, going back, um, you know, confessing things before one another, staying accountable before one another. If you're if you're struggling, you know, going back to a certain sin or whatever. And we just don't we don't like that. It doesn't sit well because we we think about the grace of God and we think like, oh, Jesus has, you know, paid it all. He's made us victorious. He has done it all. And yes, he has done all of those things but at the same time um he is righteous and just and he wants us to stay holy and sanctified things i'm gonna want you to address those things um and our, our nowadays christians i feel like it's just so harsh for us like it's too harsh of a god you know we want him to be supportive of our struggles and i feel like sometimes i'm too maybe like harsh on myself or people because I'm so like I don't know I'm not zealous about that but I just feel like like no like you have to take steps to like deal with your issue like yes it's okay to recognize that you're struggling and it is okay to come to God and be like I'm I'm I suck I'm dealing with this you know like I, I keep falling like that's that's 100% fine 
But then recognize that you have to take steps and it's not okay to wallow in it and be like, oh, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, I feel like I'm ranting, but it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just a thing. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It is not okay to just drown in self-pityness and, you know, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, I don't know, put ashes on on your heads or dust or whatever they used to do back then you know <laughs> to to just show god how um how sorry or they just humble themselves before the lord right mm-hmm. um but yeah i i ne- like it never stood up to me even that that god said hey get up why do you lie on your face you know like and and it, this is exactly what you said that um Yeah, I think I don't have to repeat it. It's so clear (laughs) and it's just so many thoughts rushing through my mind. And it's just, yeah, it's such a powerful passage. And we totally encourage you to read the whole thing, like really to understand that this was not just about the sin of Achan, but that it was ultimately about the righteousness of God. And that God made that covenant and God gave absolute clear instructions. And Achan absolutely deliberately went against that to maybe even take a little bit of God's glory away by hiding those things. And it's not about the sin. It's about God's righteousness. And he had to clean this up. And um, it's it's just mind blowing. Yep. I just please read the whole thing. Read it. Um, start at chapter five and just <laughs> go and read the whole chapter and the whole chapter seven as well. And let it just sit with you guys and just yeah. Um, there's I mean this is a little bit digressing off the topic, but I I don't know why this spot really stuck out to me right now. Um, in Psalm forty two, we know that um, you know. David obviously went through so many (laughs) struggles, so many hardships, and he writes so many psalms out of like the depths of his heart. But this one sticks out to me because it really addresses like this internal struggle, um, which reminds me of what Joshua, you know, was praying to God and just this like internal frustration and agony and confusion and whatever. And so in Psalm 42, um, you know, David's saying like, when, when will I go? When, when will I be able to go and appear in God's presence? I cannot eat. I weep day and night. All day long they say to me, where is your God? I will remember and weep. For I was once walking along with the great throng to the temple of God, shouting and giving thanks along with the crowd as we celebrated the holy festival. But then verse 5, he says, why are you depressed, O my soul? Why are you upset? Wait for God, for I will again give thanks to my God for his saving intervention and um, this spot is just so I mean it goes on to talk about his prayer and just him looking at the nature and saying like God you're gonna bring me through like as sure as I am of everything that you've done in my life that you've created this world and all of these things like as that's how sure I am that you're living and alive and working you know but this the this spot specifically stands out to me because he's he's addressing he's still recognizing his his feeling his emotion like he's not not validating it you know like he's not ignoring it he's sad 
there's things that are going on he's upset but he's addressing it and he's saying like reminding himself of God's promises reminding himself that hope in God like God will bring you through and I think why I was reminded of this with Joshua is because like he had these promises God literally Mm -hmm. told him like you will conquer you will be victorious this is promised to the nation my nation my beloved and then Joshua's like in despair and praying and all these things and God is like no no get up like the promise is still there you just have to go and do what you need to do you know and I think that's that's again going back to where I was saying where we don't want to like address these root issues of of um you know us us loving the aspect of god like helping us god being there for us god like guiding us all of these Mm -hmm. things but then when it comes to the root issue and you addressing like why am i not growing why am i not moving forward why am i not passionate about god or why is the word of god not speaking to me why am i not feeling god's presence in prayer why can't i hear his voice why is the name of God not on the tip of my lips every, everywhere I go? Why am I not glorifying his name for everything that he has done? Why am I not thankful for everything that he's done, you know? And it's like, no, it's not okay to not know the answers to those things for a long time. Like, you yeah. have to go and address these root issues. And like David says, like, okay, I recognize I'm sad. Why are you depressed? Why are you upset? You know, wait for God and remind yourself of the promises, renew yourself in Christ, be encouraged that God's promises still stand, nothing has changed, God has never changed, like he will get you through and and move forward. Like deal with the thing that you're deal with the root issue, deal it deal with it with God. He will guide you through it, he will direct what you need to do, but you need to come to God with it. You can't come to like nobody can help you other than god (laughs) and we talked about this earlier actually you said like nobody can point out uh you know a problem in you if it's not revealed if your eyes aren't open to it through god's grace you know Mm -hmm. like if god doesn't open your eyes to that yeah because we talked about this earlier (laughs) we should we should get this going once we meet you know and start opening our mouths because there's so much information we've had like a three-hour conversation before this recording no kidding no kidding but it's it's very interesting because it stands out to me that i can give you information about a struggle that i have or maybe even a sin that I'm dealing with, but you only know the information that I give you. Yeah. God knows everything about you. Yeah. And he I, I, I can wrap it nicely still mm-hmm. and just give you, you know, the good side of it or whatever, or the really bad things so that you can feel pity for me, exactly. whatever it is. But God knows the whole package. He knows the whole you. Mm-hmm. He knows what has led to that. He knows why, when it's going to stop, why you're going through that. He knows everything about you. Mm-hmm. And when you bring it before God, you can't just, you know, downsize it or emphasize on a certain thing because he knows it all. And so when he points it out in you and just could, like directs you to a certain thing, you cannot ignore it and you cannot be offended because you know that he knows, you know. Mm-hmm. And he ultimately will guide you and bring you out and will keep his promises because he is a promise keeper for sure. Yes. And so with that, like always, we'll leave you with a little challenge of the week um, 
to just confess your sins <laughs> <laughs> repent <laughs> i had to do this that's funny um oh. but no to 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 now you threw me off what i was gonna I'm say sorry um the challenge of the week is for you to um testify about god's faithfulness have we done this one before i can't remember but do it always do it always testify <laughs> god's faithfulness um and uh just remind yourself of god's promises i think that's a that's mm-hmm. a big one as we rest in in the knowledge of his goodness as we are so sure of the word of god we must just remind ourselves remind one another encourage one another in that and uh yeah deal with deal with with it the right way deal with the sin the right way is is the moral of this show (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in guys it's been great god bless you guys bye bye bye